0: Today's episode is with Radon Stancil, who's the co-founder of Peace of Mind Wealth Management. You can find out more at pomwealth.net, and also you should check out their podcast, the Securing Your Retirement podcast, available on every podcast platform. We talk about entrepreneurship, and more importantly, we talk about having those great customers, those right customers, who not just understand your business, but who love genuinely working with you. We're going to be talking about that more on the episode today. Stay tuned. Here comes your good advice. Welcome back to another episode of the Good Advice Podcast. We're going to be talking about wealth today, and we're going to be talking about how do you really secure your financial future. And I don't mean this in some kind of... It feels like I'm about to pitch you something or sell you something. But I talked to a lot of different business owners who ultimately, the reason they started their business was they were trying to find another answer to financial freedom. Uh, you've seen all sorts of stories. If you've been following the news on pay and uh, really which which direction the economy is going, you're probably thinking, how do I stay on the right side of this? How do I make sure that 10, 15, 20, even 30 Thirty years from now, that I'm in a position where I feel confident and comfortable that I'm taken care of, and more importantly, that my family is taken care of. Heck, that's why I started my business was I wanted to give better answers uh, to my children and to my wife and to my family. Well, today we're going to be talking more about that. Today, I'm sitting down with Raiden Stansel, who he's the owner of Peace of Mind Wealth Management. We're going to be talking more about this today and sharing you some good advice, Raiden. It is so great to have you on the podcast today. Welcome.
1: Hey, thank you so much, Blake, for having me on. I appreciate it very much.
0: Well, I have to mention, and I'm sure this will come up at some point, but Raiden, you have your own podcast called the Secure Your Retirement Podcast with your partner, Murs Tariq. Uh, I have to mention it only because, first of all, all of my listeners, you need to hit pause and go check it out. But two, it's rare that I have a guest on the podcast who has uh, such a great uh, microphone quality as you do. And so it's just a nice relief to be able to hear someone on the other line.
1: Yeah, well, I always enjoy talking to other folks who do podcasts as well. So this will be
0: fun. Well, so I'd love you know I gave uh, sort of my take on what you do. I'd love to give you an opportunity to share a little bit more about who you are and what your business does.
1: Well, just to give a a brief background, I was raised in a in a family that had a small business, and my dad was a little bit older when I was born. He was fifty two when when I was born, and um, and so I I was raised by this man who had a small business. I ended up working with him. It was a heating and air conditioning business. I ended up taking that business over and uh, operating it. And we ended up getting an opportunity to, to make a transition out of that uh, particular company. And then I was kind of like, what am I going to do? And where, where am I going to do next as far as I, don't, I didn't really want to go back in and do heating and air. I just wanted to try something different. And I transitioned from heating and air over into financial services. And I really kind of went into it saying, all right, I got. i I'm going to give it 90 days. I knew I could always work. I could always fall back in and do heating and air. Mm-hmm. But I said, well, I'm going to try something different. So I got over into this financial services, started out pretty much in insurance. And then I said, man, I like this a lot. I was working with people that were close to or already in retirement. Very similarly, most of my clients that I have today Our dads, mom, or not moms, but dads, are the same. We're the same age because I'm. I'm. My dad was much older than me, and so I said I like working with folks that are you know getting close to and living in retirement. And so I decided to go back to school. I got us. I got my certified financial planning uh, certification, and um and and grew a business out of that. I've been doing this now for twenty years, and um and who we work with are individuals that are within about ten years of retirement or already in retirement. Um, and that has a whole set of of planning things that we have to go through, but it's a very very fun group of people to work
0: with. You know, you're talking about, and I, I think this is interesting for many of my listeners, who uh, many of whom who haven't necessarily started their business yet, but they've they've dreamed about it, they've thought about it. You're talking about essentially totally swapping industries. I mean, you were in one industry, you change to something that isn't remotely similar but you found this this energy about it and you found this excitement around I really like this uh, I'd love to hear more about what what was it that made you say yeah I, I think I can do this and I think I, I think I want to do this because some people who were listening they they the idea of doing something that isn't what they've always done can be a little terrifying.
1: Well, you know, I would say if I go all the way back, I mean, a part of it was uh, I didn't want to crawl in our houses anymore, <laughs> but um, you know, the the reality was the things that you do for people were in this industry, uh, what I deal with are, are kind of, it, it affects people for the rest of their life. And so I just thought, man, and I'm taking, and I, as I kept learning and kept growing, and everything you start working with people and what you have to help them with is something that for them is very overwhelming but because you've gotten expertise in that area it's somewhat simple to you but you you are actually helping them through something that's life changing i use i use this as an example i would never do my own taxes right but there's there's CPAs who love doing taxes that's what they love right. doing so they what's what's relatively simple and fun to them is is hurtful to me. I don't want to do that, and that's what I'm in right now. I'm in this position of being able to help people with something that is complicated and scary and all those kind of things. But we help navigate them through that and truly do give them peace of mind. So I saw that, and that was such a a, a wonderful thing. And we've built a lot of great relationships, different than what you do when you're working in somebody's house and you put a you know heating and air in there, and then okay, you don't see them for ten years. Really, I mean, it's just not that same kind of you know, back and forth.
0: Mm-hmm. So I take it that your your business, uh, and which by the way, for our listeners, if you're already starting to think about um uh Raiden's business, you can go to pom wealth.net. I should have mentioned that earlier. Pom.wealth.net. Uh excuse me, pom wealth.net. Um Right, and I get the impression that a lot of your work is very collaborative with multiple touch points. I assume that you're developing really strong relationships with your clientele. Uh, is that an accurate assumption?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, it, we, we're we're very, very, very much into the relationship. Um, so it's, it, and in, our hope is and desire is that we have relationships with people for 20, 30 years.
0: It seems like in this conversation of of really. Securing Your Future. And by the way, I, I really like the name of your podcast, Secure Your Retirement. It feels like there's a lot of noise out there in the sense of what I should do for my finances. And for better or worse, but you have people who, excuse me, you know, they have um, their favorites that maybe they listen to on the radio, or um, it almost feels like there's just so much conversation around how do you really make sure that you're handling uh, your finance as well. In your case, how have you tried to be, um, the thought leader in this area? How have you tried to be the person who, um, is giving good advice on this is really the direction that, uh, your clientele should go. And, and naturally I, you know, the people who know you and work with you, uh, I'm sure there's a lot of trust built there where, um, you know, you just do well for them, but for someone who maybe doesn't know you as well, um, how do you how do you approach your business, and how do you approach uh, really giving someone security when it comes to their finances?
1: Well, what we decided to do quite a few years ago is is not try to be all things to all people, and what we decided that we were going to do is we had our belief system. We had our belief system behind how we thought we wanted to invest, how I thought I wanted to have my money managed. I'm somewhat conservative. I don't wanna take a tremendous amount of risk. And so we decided uh, that we were going to uh, work very hard and be very clear about what we were and who we were and try to only attract those people. Um, and so I would say that our clients who are attracted to us believe this simple statement. I want to make a decent rate of return, but I don't want to lose so much of my money if the market crashes. And that's kind of how we've structured the whole thing. So if somebody comes to us and they stumble upon us on the internet or they get in touch with us by being a referral, whatever it might be, and they start asking us to do things or they start talking to us about doing things that we don't do, we're very quickly going to say, hey, we, we can maybe give you some ideas about where you might want to go, but that's not what we do. You're not going to be happy with us it's not going to be a good relationship. We're at a point at our in our firm that we will not take a client on if we don't think we're a good fit. And that has made our life a lot easier. We uh, Going back, when we made this decision, we would take on somebody and say, hey, do not you try us out? Maybe it's a different philosophy. And those relationships just didn't work that well. We ended up having to separate. And we were the ones who would say, look, this isn't working
0: mm-hmm. because
1: we don't believe that you really believe the way we believe. And so somebody comes in and goes, You know, hey, I really want to go out and buy, you know, Bitcoin or whatever. And we don't do that. That's not what we do. That's a different thing. Mm -hmm. That's not something that we're involved in. We're not trying to go find uh, a company that's a startup and try to get that. That's our job, we believe, is to make a decent rate of return and not lose so much money. That's our message that we say over and over and over and over. And then the people that come to us, that's what they believe and that's what they say. So we have great
0: relationships. Was it, was it hard at all to be a bit more selective with your clientele? Um, and, and I don't mean selective in the sense of, you know, <laughs> certain people aren't good enough to work with you or anything like that. But exactly what you're saying is that, you know, being incredibly um, mindful about who is our right customer. And it, this feels like a concept that's hard sometimes for new business owners, but especially people who are more entrepreneurial, because, you know, naturally, you want to, um, as a business owner, you want to secure as much revenue as possible. You want as much stable cash flow as possible. So the temptation is to take every customer you can, every client you can. And so I think there's a, there's a nugget of wisdom here in what you're talking about where you know, you're being mindful about having the right customer, the right client. Was that a hard decision at all? Or did it just make things so much simpler right away?
1: It was very hard. Um, When we first started out, we were exactly what you said, which is, you know, you didn't want to turn away anything. Uh, You you wanted to have any, any client that you could would be willing to work with you. You wanted to work with them. And um, I used to talk to others that were like mentors, if you want to say that, and had been around for a while. And they told us this concept taught me this. And they said, look, you, you have to set this up and you may have to tell somebody they're not the right fit. Um, And quite Honestly, by the way, when you tell somebody you're not quite fit, it actually, they start wanting to work with you more. And, and so we would take people that way a little bit every now and then we would give in. Um, but what, what they would tell us is these mentors is like, look, if you build your business and you have these clients, you're going to be irritated. They're going to be irritated. You're not building a great business. You're building something that's going to feel much more like agony going to work. Mm-hmm. So it took us a little while to figure that out and believe it. But once we started going, okay, this is what we're going to go for. And we never, we didn't do it perfectly. I would say today we do it really well. I, you know, even going back ten years ago, you know, somebody would come in and if they had the right assets and you know, and I thought, okay, they could be a good client. Maybe we'll try to see if we can't figure out how to make this work, and it just doesn't. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so once we figured that out and we got it clear in our head, now you know, I don't have a client that they call up to the office and say they want to talk to me or my partner or come in that we dread seeing we we have been able to now get our client base where if anybody says they want to come in, anybody says they want to have a conversation with us, we're kind of happy to get on the phone with them because we know that it's it you know it's not about we're a bad fit, it's maybe a question or it's a, i got I'm thinking about redoing the kitchen. It's it's fun stuff. It's not a drain on us and that makes us more productive.
0: When you do have those potential customers who they aren't the right fit but they they want to believe they can be the right fit eventually, do you ever have advice that you share with them that helps position them better to be an eventual customer? Uh, I'm even thinking of people who are listening to the podcast who they they get excited around the idea of having so much stability with their finances that they could partner with someone like yourself. You know, obviously in a, you know, short podcast, I'm sure there's not, you know, the the light bulb moment that you could share that now everyone has totally revolutionized uh, their their finances, but I am curious when you have that person who is really hungry to be in the right place. What kind of advice do you give them? What kind of insight do you share with them?
1: So, for clarity, I guess what I'm saying somebody's not a good fit. Usually, their investment philosophy doesn't match ours, okay. um, and so so there's not really anything we're going to do to train them on that. Other than this, uh, so they might say, "Okay, I I want to buy. Let's say I want a, a stock picker, somebody who's going to pick individual stocks and go find me this thing that's going to you know." Make massive amounts of money in a short period of time, you know, and and people get caught up into looking for that, and so, um, or, or here's one other one: they are a huge do-it-yourselfer. They've done it themselves for 25 years. They're now kind of just trying to get a second opinion, which is fine. Uh, We're just real clear about the fact that you know what we offer is is not stock picking. We are going to help you. So. Uh, you know, it's not really training them, it's just letting them go through life. And then you, sometimes those folks come back in three or four or five years and they go, Hey, you know what? I've been listening to you. I've been following you. I've been hearing about what you do. Because one of the things that we do is every single week, we've been doing this for nine years. Uh, every single week, we do a little video every single week. Now it's every Thursday, used to be every month, but now it's every week. Every Thursday, we shoot a little five minute, six minute video and we tell exactly how our portfolio is doing exactly how we're managing the money we don't we we open it wide open mm. and so we've had people who goes i've been listening to your videos now for 3 or 4 years um, and now i get it i'm ready to become a client okay great you know they they have they've they've lived through some events and you know a pandemic or something like that that says hey i didn't like seeing my money drop 34% like it did in <laughs> last year so i i understand what you guys did because we're fully disclosing Out throughout that whole process, what we're doing, how we're doing, how we did, all that kind of stuff to everybody. And so they go, okay, I get it. I want to work with you guys now.
0: I like that, the power of transparency with your customers, because it almost feels like in today's age, especially on social media, there's so much, um, I'm trying to get the phrasing, people who really like to present themselves as the experts. And so it is a bit of the Wizard of Oz, like you can't see the man behind the curtain, um, or we 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 I can't show you the um, how the sauce gets made, so to speak, unless you know we're working together on a uh, pretty explicit basis. But it feels like there's real power in people like yourself who are incredibly open and transparent, and um, that that line of communication feels like it goes a long way with your customers. Um, so you're doing the video on a weekly basis. You have the podcast as well, the secure your retirement podcast. You're doing things that. I think if more business owners were, were doing it, they'd see a big return on their business. How did the podcast come about?
1: So it was something that we had talked about quite a bit. We do a lot of live presentations um, uh, in our local market. Um, and then when the pandemic hit and we were you know, not able to do the live presentations, we decided to hit a couple of topics that, or hit a couple of things that we wanted to do in our business. One of those was reconstruct our website. The other was is to to be able to have fresh, authentic content for our clients that would be of benefit. And uh, we decided to go down this path of, of doing this podcast. Um, we just did, I think, episode 73 just launched. And so since September, we've been doing two podcasts a week. One is an interview. One is a an educational one that we do every single Wednesday. And I will tell you that that has been the most talked about, the most helpful of anything we've ever done for our clients. We actually take the podcast uh, on our Wednesday podcast, which is the more educational one. We have that turned into a blog article. Um, and then we have that turned into a LinkedIn article. And then we have that turned into about four or five different social media posts. So we take that one piece of content and we kind of explode it out there. Mm-hmm. That has been extremely helpful because we know. So- oh, by the way, we also then redo it a little bit and we have a youtube channel that we've taken that same content so same piece of information but put it in different platforms so we've got people who love watching the video we got people who want to read the article we got people who want to watch i mean listen to the podcast so we're trying to hit people and give them the information in whatever way they want to accept it and it has been great we we've done a lot i mean we just had our third book come out uh just this uh last week and so it goes out on Amazon in on July. It just got we just got our printed copies. So the more information we can feed to people and just educate them, the better that, that builds the trust. They actually know who we are. Most people come in and they kind of go, Yeah, I know your dad's 52. I know you're from Dunn, a little town in North Carolina. They kind of know our story. Mm-hmm. They know about my partner Merce. They know that he uh, was uh, born in uh, Pakistan, and now he's moved here. When he's a little baby, He was it he was here, and so he knows that they know that story about us, and then they come in and they kind of they already feel they know us.
0: Well, and you know, dealing with something as precious as someone's finances, that trust has to be there in some way. And you've you've just nailed another really great insight that I think some of my listeners are. Um, should probably go back and listen to that sound bite again. And it's how the heck do I create content? How do I have time to create content? And something you've pointed out is is really I think of of good content creation like a sponge in that you create a piece of content and then you look for the 50 different ways to wring it out into um, other pieces of content. So how the podcast becomes the YouTube video, the LinkedIn article. Um, I even had your one of your episodes up and you have um, uh, tweetable quotes I could even get tweeted out. Uh, which, by the way, for people who are listening, you really need to check out this podcast. There's two episodes in general. Uh, first of all, you know people come on the podcast and they don't always have an actual podcast. This is a real podcast. You can check it out. It's getting updated, like uh, Raiden mentioned, twice a week. Uh, one episode that you might want to check out that I really like is uh, Dean Ogin uh, or Ogan Grill like a chef. So tips on grilling the perfect steak, which I think is really nice. Uh, but getting back. Back to wealth management, the most recent episode that's been posted. And of course, when this episode goes live, uh, you'll have to dig for this. Um, but how to know your advisor is not a Bernie Madoff which I think is such an appropriate uh, and also a bit funny um, uh, topic to listen to. So you're creating content that's relevant. You're creating content on a regular basis and you're sharing a really great insight. That is, how do I create content and then get the most use out of it? Um, so I, I appreciate all the ways you guys are uh, becoming thought leaders and really building that trust with your clientele, which I know it's not easy work, but um, the consistency piece... Is I think really valuable. Um, have you always been consistent to the two times a week uh, process?
1: Oh, for sure. Since we started it, wow. uh, we committed, and so we only we started our podcast last September of 2020, um, and then the 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 video I was telling you about that we do that has been going on for nine years. We've not missed that. It used to be once a month. We went into the pandemic. We made it every single day because everybody was nervous, and we backed off, and now we're once a week, and everybody tells us they love the once a week thing. Um, Mm -hmm. And so one of the things that we have learned is that consistency uh, in how you deliver content, um, again, breeds confidence, number one, but people know that it's coming. So they don't have to like, it's not like all of a sudden it showed up and you gotta tell everybody that, everybody knows exactly what our process is. Mm -hmm. We have an email that goes out every single Monday, that tells you about the Monday podcast. We have a Thursday email that goes out that tells you about our video update and the Wednesday podcast. We have an email that does what we call a weekend wrap-up that goes out every Saturday morning. And that email basically kind of wraps up the whole week. And so we've been doing that now for some time and everybody's kind of like, they just kind of know that it's there and, uh, and, and it doesn't irritate people. We've asked is this too much? We um, have asked, do you want to go down to one email? We actually are going, by the way, nobody has said they want to go down on the emails. They're good. They like the information come at them, but we are going to uh, give people the opportunity if they just want the weekend wrap up that they could just get that one email because we know that sometimes email could be irritating. So we just want to give them the option and let them pick. We've not done that yet, but that is coming to let people kind of segment themselves into one email or continue to get the three.
0: I think I think this is uh, a refreshing take from some of my listeners who they're they're thinking about that content game, and it, I think a lot of times we put incredible pressure on us where every post, every piece of content has to be totally world transforming, and not that you ever get on a microphone and and half-ass it or um, just kind of pitter patter about, but. It, The thing that feels more important is this consistency piece. I mean, you've mentioned the email that goes out every Monday, every Saturday morning. Um, I do a newsletter every Monday morning. And the only reason I do it is because my dad, for his business, would do an email. uh, And the way he described it was, um, I just send it so they know I'm not dead yet. Uh, because yeah. he's he's in his 80s, and uh, you know, I just think it's a great concept. So, um, Raiden, unfortunately, we are out of time today. You've given so many great insights, not just on your business, uh, but also what other people can be doing for their own business, which that is the heart and soul of this podcast. So, it's been great to get your perspective. Uh, what can people do who want to um, follow you and connect with you? What's the best way for them to do that? And then maybe even work with you. Uh, what's the route they should take with that?
1: I think the best place is just to go to the website, which is pomwealth.net. Uh, you can go see the blog there. We have a blog page. We have a podcast page. So, um, and then if the person is wanting to look at what, how we talk about managing money, if they look to the right of that page, there's um, an online class called Three Keys to Secure Your Retirement. They can go. That's completely free. We don't charge anything for that. And uh, um, it's, you know, kind of walks them through about 30 minutes of what to think about when it comes to planning for retirement.
0: Right. Raiden, thanks so much for coming on the
1: podcast. It's been a pleasure. Thank you very much for having me.
0: Hey for our listeners, I'm going to put a couple of those links down in the episode description below so that you won't miss it. Again, you need to check out pomwealth.net and then also check out the podcast as well, the Securing Your Retirement podcast, uh, available likely anywhere you can listen to a podcast. Um also, hey, if you're enjoying the podcast and you haven't liked and subscribed and followed the podcast, what the heck you waiting on? Click that follow button to keep getting good advice wherever you are. And also don't forget if you enjoy the podcast and you want to support the podcast, you can go to our Patreon. It's patreon.com slash good advice, where you can support the podcast, even have your business promoted on the podcast. Uh, both of those are available on that website, patreon.com slash good advice. Hey, it's been a pleasure. So happy we could share you some good advice today and we'll catch you later. See ya.